I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Here's my question. Yeah. If we have a season two, will we have an actual writer's office or will we just be on Zoom? Oh, wow. I mean, it feels like we could have an office, but we'd want something with outside space, right? Mm, maybe. Or windows that open. <laughs> Air flow. Yeah. I'm Air... dying to go back to an office. I have to admit. <laughs> I miss it. I know. You're an office person. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ohio, outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about the waiting game and what we are doing to get a season two of Fantasy Island. Then I'm giving Sarah a hit for dealing with social slog, and we've got an MLM bomb. We also have a listener question about the Fantasy Island logo, and this week's Hollywood hack is repeat after them, which will make more sense when we get there. Now, before we dive in, Sarah, we want to remind everybody, you can still watch Fantasy Island on Hulu. Yes. Please do it. If you missed it, it is not too late. Go back, binge Fantasy Island. It's great. Absolutely. When we say we're going to talk about what we're doing to get a season two, this is one of those things. That's right. (laughs) Reminding people to watch. People really do pay attention to Hulu numbers. So yes, absolutely still get out there and watch because they also changed our night a couple times toward the end and our time. So it's there. It's on Hulu. The finale will make you cry. Yes, absolutely. Starring Leslie Jordan, who's so great. Amazing. And then, Sarah, we have an interesting update, something from way back in episode 37. Yes, we talked about the phenomenon of over-apologizing. Particularly women have a tendency sometimes to do this. And I thought about it when I was watching the Emmys because Jean Smart, who is by any measure a genius, (laughs) she won Outstanding Lead Actress in a comedy series for Hacks 
And I her she apologized like five times in her speech. She kept saying, I'm sorry. And it broke my heart because she's just like so incredible. And she was winning an Emmy. And like she's such a badass, brilliant woman. Um, anyway, so I was like, Gene Smart, don't you apologize for anything? You're amazing. Um, so watch hacks because it's fantastic. Yes, it is. I absolutely loved it. That's one of the things that um, I binged in Puerto Rico in those like late nights when I was, you know, alone <laughs> in bed. And yeah, so for all of us, reminder, yes. don't over apologize. You don't need to apologize for breathing. Okay, you're allowed to be alive. <laughs> and be emotional and be all of the other wonderful things that That's we are. That's right. That's right. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's the pickup waiting game. We are Ugh. there. We are not even trying not to think about the season two pickup anymore. We're in that <laughs> full-blown anxious stage, and we actually have to do things toward getting the pickup now. Yes. No, we're in the, like... Anxiety in the pit of your stomach constantly, tossing and turning at night. You know, it's, uh, there's no pretending that we're handling it nicely or, or yeah. well or peacefully. Yeah. And what's interesting, Sarah, I think on the podcast, we talked about how we know at some point they're going to want to hear about season two, like before they pick it up, because they always do. Like, it's just yeah. one of these things that always happens. Yeah. So we had started a document about fantasy ideas and thoughts we had. Well, the time is upon us. We yes. are sort of fully preparing for this conversation that we're going to have next week about season two, mostly the creative aspects so we have been working on that. And I mean, you can say action is the antidote to anxiety. Our, our wonderful former assistant, now full-blown TV writer, Brooke Turner, gave us that piece of advice. Um, and it's really true. I will say in this case, I don't think it really helps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in fact, it might actually make it worse because the action just engaging in it reminds us constantly of what's coming. Well, because every five minutes I have to say, if this doesn't get picked up, like you're going to have to scrape me off the floor yeah. or I can't even <laughs> handle the idea of this not getting picked up or what are we going to do if this doesn't get picked up? Because we're so invested in this show. So that doesn't help. But it does not. But we are excited about the next season. We have tons of ideas. So that's a good thing. It's not like we're sitting here racking our brains. Like, there's lots True. of great stuff. Yes. So should we talk a little bit about kind of what what we're preparing for yes. this I, that's season a, two pitch? Yes. Yeah. The main thing, and this is the kind of fun, exciting part, is we're going to talk about what works. Like, mm -hmm. it's nice to sit there and reflect about the things that were really working in season one and the things yes. we want to do more of. That part I like. <laughs> yes. And then we're also um, going to talk about sort of our season two mandate, like, yep. what, you know, which includes more humor because we think um, our cast just pulls off humor oh. beautifully. I mean, yeah. Rosalind, I think... It, her absolute, one of her strengths is is being funny. So we want more humor and all the other things we want more of. And then we're going to pitch some actual ideas for fantasies. Yes. And sort of talk about structurally 
how we want to break down those fantasies, a certain number of time travel, a certain number of of other kinds of fantasies, areas that we want to get into, casting ideas that we have that are super fun and exciting. And then, of course, you know, one of the things we love about the show is that it's not just fantasies. It's also a serialized show about Rourke and Ruby and Javier and Dr. Gina and Segundo. And, you know, so we have characters on the island who we love, who are, I mean, just so good. Just they're delightful actors to watch. So we also want to talk about all the fun stories we can tell with them. Yeah, it's funny, Sarah. That is something that I think we didn't even really that consciously do. It's just sort of how we write that we just automatically wrote a lot of stuff for all of the people on the island. (laughs) But I remember you saying early on in the development of the show, people are going to need characters on the island who they connect with and want to come back for like that the fantasies won't be enough and i remember strongly agreeing but (laughs) i think part of that is because that you're right that is just where we live as writers that's what we want to get into and talk about the most yes now sarah one just kind of amusing thing is that one way i know how nervous we are about this season pickup is that we keep coming up with ideas for other shows. It's like a self-protective measure. Yes. Like, if this doesn't go, we'll do this. We'll do that. We like calling Diane, our manager, and saying, how about this idea? We have another idea. Is this book available? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the answer to that question, by the way, was yes, this yeah, book is available. So there's there are lots of things to do. It's just we want to do this. And we really do. Um, and then the other thing, Sarah, And I've been talking about this on Happier, and I just connected these two things in my Uh. brain after you and I had the conversation, is I keep slipping into what I call zombie mode, which (laughs) is where I just sit on the couch and play two dots, maybe listening to a podcast, maybe not. (laughs) And I'm realizing, oh, I was just attributing that to sort of the overall exhaustion of finishing the season, but I actually think it's my anxiety at least partially about this that I'm trying to escape. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, I too am slipping into that. Although my version of it, as someone who just moved, is wandering around my house, sort of unpacking this box, moving this pile, taking this trash can out. Mm. It's like sort of like a puttering. It's like ah. a zombie puttering. So I'm um, that's just thoughtless moving from place to place and doing like little things because there are 8,000 things in front of me that need to be done at any given second. So I just like go around and aimlessly do them. Zombie puttering. I love that phrase. That's me. (laughs) Well, if anyone has advice for us on how to uh, handle this very stressful time, I noticed here, Sarah, we normally we like to sort of say, and here's what we're doing. Like, here's our action items. And uh, we really don't have any. We're really just gritting our teeth, playing two dots, zombie puttering and waiting. But if anyone has good advice, we'd love to hear it. Yes, indeed. Next up, we have hits and bombs. Liz is very kindly giving me a hit. And then we're going to talk about MLMs after this break. (laughs) 
Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for hits and bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. And this week, Liz, you're giving me a hit. I am. Sarah, I am giving you a big hit for dealing with what you and I call the social slog in (laughs) Ojai. So let me give some context here. So you recently moved to Ojai, a completely new town. Violet started a new school. You have like two friends in Ojai. This is a big deal, okay? And one thing our listeners may or may not know about you is that you can be a homebody. Like, yes, I have to really push you often to go out and do anything (laughs) social. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I have known to nag you and and pressure (laughs) you and push you to try to to do social things. Yes. And I'll be like, sure, sure, sure. And then back out at the last minute. That's Yes. <laughs> this is an ongoing um, pattern between us for a many decades. Yes. <laughs> so you all on your own, I have not even been <laughs> nagging or pushing or pointing out why it's a good idea. You have been getting out there, making lunch dates, planning play dates, like talking up another mom at the pool like you are really in there and following (laughs) through. I am trying very, very hard. And I definitely set as an intention when we moved here to sort of not do the... I'm going to say this while acknowledging that it's also not possible, but not do the thing where it takes like three years to have any kind of solid base somewhere. Like, I think probably it actually does, but I'm going to try to give us as solid a base as I can as quickly as possible. So I'm working on it. I'm working very hard. And also it's like, you know, we have time right now to go to lunch with people. And I know that we won't always. So I'm really trying to like take that leap. Yes. But knowing you, I mean, I can hear you say, well, I have to get these boxes unpacked. I don't have time for lunch. This is my only downtime before we start working again. (laughs) So I know how you could slip out of doing all of this. True. So I give you a big hit because I know it's not, it doesn't come naturally, but I think it's yes. going to pay off so much for you, and I'm very excited, and I'll meet these people down the road. And so I'm I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Well, and I am having a lot of fun. There are Good. some very cool people here. Which well, is part nice. of the reason you moved there is because you thought you would like the people, so you want to then interact with those people. Absolutely. And just <laughs> I'm going to add an addendum hit. 
to our friend Tracy, who is like a long-term friend who moved to Ojai 10 years ago. And she's been so great. Like she has come to see a possible house with me. She's coming to see another one with me on Friday. She had us over for dinner. Like she's definitely helping me sort of get out there. And it's also so nice to see her. I mean, yes. oh, it's just so great. Anyway, oh, she's good. awesome. So hit to Tracy. Liz, it's time for the bomb, the MLM bomb. Yes. Oddly, there's like a hit sort of embedded in here because I'm, we're giving a bomb to MLMs, which are multi-level marketing companies, Yes, which are on our minds right now because, and this is sort of the hit part, is there's a new four-part documentary series on Amazon called Lula Rich, which is about um, a company called Lula Row, which is a multi-level marketing company. You know, you and I have been long fascinated with MLMs. We have our <laughs> yes. Project American Beauties that we, um, remember we had a bonus episode where we did the oh, pitch yeah. for yep. American Beauties, which was about an MLM. But this really, this documentary really takes apart MLMs and you and I have always shied away from really coming out against them because we knew like a lot of people love MLMs and 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 we sort of didn't want to take that on. Yeah. But having seen this, they're just straight up predatory scams. Yes. I mean, this documentary, which I've only seen like the first half of, but because it's like I have to watch it in bits because it's <laughs> like it's upsetting. I watched it all in one night, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like it's riveting and kind of mind-blowing and you just feel like how can you do this to these people who are believing that all these claims you're making are true and real and you're encouraging them to put like their life savings into your company when the odds of success are so slim yes of course there i've been listening um to another podcast i'll give a hit to that i've really been enjoying called life after mlm i've been listening to it too <laughs> and according to that podcast you're more likely to make money in Vegas just playing in a casino than you are at an, uh, joining an MLM and being, wow. you know, a salesperson. So, Sarah, I have to make a confession here, though, which is that <laughs> I actually still use products from an MLM because many of them do have good products. Uh, yeah. You know, that, it's really not about the products. It's about the way the company is designed yeah. where you have to... Uh, sell a certain number of products, invest in the products, sign up people under you, et cetera. That's the problem more than the actual products. Although often, right. and I'm sure that's the case in what I use, the products are wildly overpriced. So right. I, I know what you use and I also use them and they're agree. So good. Like yes. so good, but it's like, if you know that the structure of the how they're sold is going to be damaging to people, I have tough. to I have to put an end to this, Sarah. I have to. Put <laughs> I will an say, end in the case it. of Lularoe, I don't think the products were so great. At no, a certain I point. agree. <laughs> I agree. So anyway, that's it. If you are an MLM person, I'm sorry. It, it doesn't seem like a good idea. We are not going to use any, I'm going to stop using the products I use and I'm never going to use any other MLM again, period. That's it. Okay. All right. Not supporting this. It has been declared. Yes. 
Okay, Sarah, it is time for the mail room in which we answer a listener question. And um, this is about uh, the Fantasy Island logo. Pam says, hello to you both. My husband asked why the A is upside down in Fantasy Island. I couldn't answer. Would you let us both know? Thank you. Sarah, <laughs> I've gotten this question many times. Like, so interesting. people have asked me this. Yeah. Well, what's the answer? Well, I have to say, you and I have nothing to do with it. Right. We were just like, yeah, we like that. Yeah. The marketing <laughs> department at Fox sent us a logo and we were like, that's cool. And my interpretation when anyone asks me is that it's to show you that something is off. Yes. In the island. And you'll it's notice in our main titles, they're also an image flipped and, you know, duplicated and then they kind of separate. So thematically between the main titles... Uh, sequence the images and the actual titles it's really just to say that like things here will not be as you expect them to be yes exactly There's more beneath the surface there's more beneath the surface and i don't think this is it but if one wanted to be a conspiracy theorist you could say it has something to, it's also like the bermuda triangle <gasps> oh um, you know because mm -hmm. it is a triangle and yes you know I'm not saying that. I'm saying one could say that. One could say that. Yes. Coming up, this week's Hollywood hack is something we actually plan to use in our season two pitch. But first is break. Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Repeat after them. <laughs> All right, this is a big one, Sarah. Can you explain? This is not just like, you know, a sling bag. This is very important. <laughs> yes, okay. This is something that I will say took us many years, possibly more than a decade, to learn, which is if you pay attention, people will very often tell you in advance exactly what they want to hear. Yep. And rather than trying to come up with some clever way around it or not listening to that or sort of evading, it's really best to just tell people exactly what they want to hear, even in the words that they have used to tell you exactly what they want to hear. So for example, on The Fix, at one point, the network said that they wanted the show to be like a bullet train. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. We heard you. I mean, we were like, bullet train became, as we talked about on the podcast, bullet train became our mantra. We said the word bullet train back to them multiple times as we were sort of talking about the pace and the, you know, intention of the show. 
So we now do that and have fully embraced it and will be doing that in our season two pitch. Yes, we take note of exactly the phrases because it's not good enough to just sort of have the same intention. Right. You need to, for this to really be impactful, you need to use the actual phrases. Um, and what I think it does is it reassures people that you're all on the same page. And then they go, okay, they understand what we're looking for and therefore they know what to execute. Right. And very often, and this is part of the trick of it, you're not hearing directly from someone what they want. You're hearing it through an agent, through a manager, through a lawyer, through the studio. You know, it just depends who's talking to whom. And if you start to notice that certain phrases are being repeated Mm -hmm. and coming at you from different sources, grab onto those and and reflect them right back. Yeah, so I would say, Sarah, you could do this like in the moment, for instance, in a job interview. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you're in a job interview and someone says, well, we really want to emphasize community in our office, make sure you then use the word community. Right. Because you can do it on the spot. We sort of step back, reflect, discuss, but this is something you can do in the moment. Absolutely. Um, it's. I was thinking, you know, the Maya Angelou quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. This is like the corollary. When people tell you what they want to hear, believe them and yes. say it back. Yes. Now, the key to this, Sarah, is then you have to do it. I mean, you can't say, <laughs> oh, yes, we're going to do this thing that you want because we know you want it and then not do it. You do have right. to actually produce that thing. True. So if you actually think that what they want is really terrible, you may want to start backpedaling out of a project or out of a job interview. Like, you could also see that as a sign that like, okay, this is not where I want to be. That's true. (laughs) Um, Sarah, I'm thinking of a a time we had a job interview and the person said, my favorite thing is eating pizza like at midnight with the writers being there No, no, it wasn't midnight. It was 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 (laughs) a.m. And um, we got that job and that is exactly what came to pass. Now, at the time, we wanted a job so badly, there's nothing anybody could have said to take to keep us from that job. But if someone said that to us now in a meeting, I mean... (laughs) We wouldn't even discuss it. We'd just be like, well, that was a waste of time. Yeah, nice um, to meet you. Bye. <laughs> so um, anyway, repeat after them. This is, I think, one of our best hacks ever. <laughs> wow. Okay. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, the king of remote recording. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at sfain and Liz's at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. 
Sarah, I feel like we're like ramping into work mode, like despite ourselves. But we didn't ramp out of work mode. I we know. need to ramp out of work mode I before know. we ramp into work I mode. I know, but it's like we're, we're uh, overdrive. I feel like we're yeah. going into overdrive. Not good. Not, Not ready. Good. <laughs> okay. Well, after that, let's let's like, I don't know. We're going to have to set aside like at least two days. Just like zero Nothing. work. Yeah. From the Onward Project.